Alright guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. Today the podcast is brought to you by Dragon Mist. Dragon Mist is an all-natural topical spray that gives you immediate relief from razor burns, cuts, bug bites. Works amazing on acne and skin blemishes. I personally use it for combat sports. So any kind of glove rash, gi burn, or wrestling burn that you get sprayed on that, it takes it right away. So if you guys go to www.wickeddragonmist.com, use the promo code MISSSPICE and save 30% off your purchase. We're also brought to you today by Wicked Alternative Body Fashion. Wicked Alternative Body Fashion is Canada's largest selection of body jewelry. They have a loyalty program for discounts and they stock stainless steel, sterling silver, and surgical grade steel. They have three locations, the Bower Mall, the West Edmonton Mall, and the Kingsway Mall in Edmonton. So if you guys go in store or onto their website, which is www.wickedbodyjewelry.ca and use the promo code WICKEDSPICE, you'll save 30% off your discount. And at Wicked Alternative Body Fashion, you can pick up Dragon Mist there and use the promo code MISSSPICE and save 30% off your purchase. We're also brought to you today by Boomba's Socks. Boomba's is an online retailer for premium, high-performance, and athletic leisure socks for the whole family. Boomba's socks have been engineered and designed to look and feel better, and most importantly, perform better. Simply put, they're the most comfortable socks you'll ever put on your feet, and you'll feel good about your purchase. For every pair you purchase, Boomba's donates a special pair to those in need that have been engineered for their specific needs. They have donated almost 1 million pairs to date. So if you guys go to www.getboombas.com forward slash spice, you'll save 15% off your purchase. And these guys are going to donate a pair of socks to a person in need. Uh, We're also brought to you today by Balanced Nutrition Meal Prep Made Easy. So if you guys go on to Facebook and either look up Balanced Nutrition Meal Prep Made Easy or Lanita Wilton. And if you guys order 10 meals and you use the promo code SPICE10, you'll save 10% off your purchase. So that's 10 meals or more. And uh, use the promo code SPICE10 and you'll save 10% off your purchase. And last but not least, we're brought to you by Audible.com. So if you guys go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash SPICE, Audible.com is going to give you a a one-month free trial and the Spice of Life podcast is going to give you two free credits for two free ebooks. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com forward slash spice. And we'll get to the podcast now. Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. Two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. Today we've got uh, Jason Fenton from Iron City Muay Thai on, uh, on for the podcast to spill some knowledge and probably make fun of me with Tanner. So enjoy the next hour of these two assholes. Hey buddy, how are you? Uh, you know, great. That sounded pretty accurate, I think, from what's <laughs> going to happen. So. <laughs> so are you at the gym now? Yeah, I, I literally just got to my gym from uh, teaching at another gym. Was it the gym that I was at before, the other gym, or a different one? Yeah, yeah, I, te- I teach there uh, a couple days a week up at my buddy's gym, so. Yeah. Hmm. Were, were, those, were those Asian girls there that showed up late the time we were there? No, God, no. no. Oh. The, my Tuesday, Thursday class is too difficult for them. Oh, these two girls showed up like half an hour late? And then started complaining that the workout was too hard. Anyway, I was like, you missed the whole workout already. Like, you're just here for the fun stuff. Did you eat shit this morning? Shit? Like actual shit? Yeah. Did my breath smell? Fucking terrible. Do you know why? Because you eat shit. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up, but I can smell it from here. Yes. It's the coffee. I'm dehydrated. You suck dicks. Yeah, co- That's what coffee's going to help. Coffee's <laughs> going to help your dehydration, you dipshit. Okay, Jason, every time Luke talks to me about you, he brings up a story about eating McDonald's in the back. Okay, uh, one time, one time. One time that happened? It, it actually did happen, though. Well, no, one time he was there for it. It happened all the time. Okay. 
So what was the what was the thought pattern behind that? I was hungry. Okay. It, they, I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to get in shit for it, but I was hungry. I had to eat. Can't go out and fight on an empty stomach. <laughs> so McDonald's was the the ticket. It was it was the closest, most available thing. Every time it happened. Pardon? Every time it happened, it was the closest thing. Uh, no, no. Sometimes it was Burger King. Okay. So you're just a, whatever was close. You're just a burger guy. You like burgers, son. Uh, you know what? Not so much now. I used to a lot though. Okay. What What are you into now then? Tacos. As you can tell by my svelte physique, a lot of salads. Salad, nice. No, God, no. I hate salad. Uh, pasta, a lot of pasta. That makes sense. Pasta is nice to eat. It's uh, it's soft. It tastes good. It's comforting. Yeah. It, it's almost like somebody giving you a hug. It's the only hugs I get these days. <laughs> except for those except for those cheese crust tacos at work. Though those are those are pretty comforting too. Uh, I wouldn't know I can eat those fat ass. What? He said he doesn't know because he doesn't eat those, you fat ass. That's bullshit. He's no, the one I, did, I didn't eat them that day. I don't know. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I did. They were good. <laughs> so what's uh, what's new for you? Um, not too much. I just I got a couple kids getting ready to fight down in San Francisco uh, at the end of August. Uh, then they just announced that uh, Muay Thai Canada is doing the national trials in November out in Toronto, so I'm getting a couple kids ready for that, and we'll see. Uh, this isn't him, is it? No. You, you weren't born in Sacramento. You are born in Canada, right? Uh, yeah, I was born in Calgary. That's him. There he is. I'm, I'm trying to pull up some stuff on you online so I have things to talk to you about, but why don't you tell us about it then? Like, you've you can a- watch me get knocked out on YouTube. Well, I might do that after the show, actually. But uh, you've had a you've had a lot of tie fights, right? Uh yeah, I've had like my career. I had fifty seven fights total, but it varied. Like back in the day, we couldn't really pick and choose like strictly Muay Thai. So we would take kickboxing rules, uh, like full, what they called full contact karate, all above the waist rules. You know, modified with knees rules. We do whatever we could. So, what was your overall record then at the end of the day? Um, I think, I'm pretty sure it was 40 wins, 14 losses, and two draws. Well, that's pretty fucking good. You fought some badasses uh, for those losses, though, did you not? Oh, I, I've been beaten up by some of the worst <laughs> and some of the best. <laughs> I can't lie. Some, some of those losses, some of those losses were against guys that, you know, maybe shouldn't have been a loss, but. Whatever, not my day. It was their day, so it is what it is. So, if there's a fight of yours that you would recommend people to watch, what would it be? Oh man, um, that's the thing is, there's not a lot of them out there. There's not a lot of them available. Like I don't even, I don't even have any of my fights on video. Um, the only one that's out there is the one where I get put to sleep on YouTube. So, oh, so that's the one to watch then. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, and with the amount of people that you know, may not like me, they'll enjoy that fight. Funny enough, the day that we're talking about the, the, the Big Mac and fries in question, I have that fight at home. Oh. Oh, really? Was that Andy Newell or I don't know Petrus? Who, I don't know who you fought, but that was the that was the Max Bell Arena one. That was when, I think that was when I fought Scott. Scott? That might, I'm not even sure which one that was, because I fought at Max Bell uh, four times. Yeah, I fought there three times, I think. So I have all those fights though. So I'll have to look through it. Then I can. Then I don't I can have any put of it up there. Well, there you go. Well, we're trying to get Luke to put all his fights on like a, a DVD of some sort, so, so we can make a highlight video video because his recent fights have sucked. And we're trying. <laughs> we're trying to get so him. I was going to say, shouldn't a highlight reel make him look good though? That's the point. We got to go back to his earlier days to find some of these good knockouts. So shouldn't a highlight reel make him look good though? Yes. Maybe you can just superimpose his head like you do with all your promo stuff on my body and then make a video that way. I could do that, actually. I feel like back in the day... Although guys, no one would believe he was ever that skinny. That's true. I never fought as small as you. My my lightest fight was against Yuki at 167. 
Wow. You were 167. When I was 16. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. What did you fight at? Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I fought as low as low as 140, as high as about 185. And what do you weigh now? That's rude. But he's yeah, way over shut there. Your mouth, Luke? He's way over You're there. Pretty You're pretty lippy across the screen. Well, that's because that's because I'm 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 not gonna be there for like another month probably. So you might forget. If you look directly to your left, I'll get him to smack you. He does all. The- I've got arms everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Luke Luke is on this kick now. He likes to body shame people because he's got himself into some other shape other than round. I don't body shame anybody. You just did. He makes fun of me all the time. Yeah, you just did. Uh, Apologize. That's internet bullying. That what? You're cutting that's out. That's internet bullying. Oh, internet bullying. Yeah, you're a cyber bully. That, yeah, like you can talk. How come when I bug people, I'm an asshole, and he bugs people, it's funny? Can you explain that to me? Or you too. You bug people, you're hilarious. Because I he's do a it. funny guy, and you're just an asshole. <laughs> So we do run into each other on the Instagrams every once in a while. I see you liking liking some of the things. Do you like those little memes? Oh, so funny. <laughs> so funny. I'm I might make a meme about today. I'm gonna somehow make a meme about the interview today. We're gonna involve Jason. We're gonna involve Luke somehow. I'd probably use a South Park meme then. No. <laughs> if anything, I'm putting your head on Cartman. Ah, Oh, yeah, like Luke's that tall. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you one thing, though. Uh, body type aside, Jason puts on one hell of a, of a training session. That's for sure. I have to put on all this weight so I can hold pads for the guys. They all hit hard now. Yeah. he has. What's that guy's name again? The, the, uh, the Irish Steven. kid? Steven. Holy frick did that guy ever hit hard kicking and stuff i was holding pads for him and and he, and he kicks the first time and i'm like look at him like he he weighs what 170 pounds 160 pounds uh 150 oh there you go kicks harder than anybody that's ever kicked me uh, do you have any mma guys training in there okay you know what we were getting along so well until that point <laughs> well i'm gonna make fun uh, of you know them. i BC is all about MMA. I I'm not a big fan of tra- even training MMA guys right now. Uh, there's just there's no loyalty out here. There's no loyalty. There's no you know yeah. There's no respect. So I stick to Muay Thai guys and that's it. So no no other cross like between boxing or anything like that. Um, I work, I work with some boxers. I do some boxing stuff, but MMA guys just MMA guys are just completely different animals. Especially out here. So what is what is it? What is the problem with it then? Is it attitude or is it just the I don't? Oh, it's totally attitude. You know, you got guys out here. I was telling Luke while he was out here. You know, you got guys out here with like one, two, one or two fights, amateur fights, local fights, and they're walking around. Buy my T-shirt. I'm this and that. The UFC is gonna sign me. Blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, accomplish something. You know, fight. The, the, the people out here don't fight for themselves. You know, the people out here fight for their friends to see they fight. You know, back in the day, we, we would fight for ourselves. Like, I fought because I wanted to fight. You know, I don't, I don't care what people think. You know, I told a lot of people, I used to tell people I worked at the airport. Because <laughs> I don't care if they think whatever. Like, I fight for me. I don't fight for what people think. So a lot of the problems that we've run into on this show has been with MMA guys. Um, they kind of act like divas. Like they say they're going to come on the show, won't confirm a time, and then they bitch that they didn't get to come on the show. So we don't cover a lot of MMA anymore. Like if there's a big fight, we'll talk about it for th- 38 seconds. But other than that, yeah. we don't really bring it up. Which is probably more action than there will be in the actual fight anyway. It's 38 seconds. Exactly. But uh, we've we've come across nothing but attitude and, and stuff like that with most of the MMA guys. A lot of divas, shit like that. So. Oh, it, it it's big time. Like out here, out here, it's huge. You know, like it's everyone. Everyone has this air of greatness to them when they haven't accomplished anything. 
you know, you see the same thing out here with guys now come back and it's like, oh, I, I spent three weeks in Thailand. I know everything about Muay Thai or I had one fight in Thailand. It's like, dude, who gives a shit? Yeah. Well, I seen a video that somebody posted not too long ago. I think it was from your gym. You had Jamie Smith in there. He fights for Battlefield Fight League, I believe. Yeah. He, one of one of my one of my guys in here. Yeah. So you do train him or no? Jamie, no, okay. absolutely not. Is there? A, <laughs> I just seen he was holding pads for somebody. I didn't know what was going on. Was that at your gym? No, 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 no. Okay. No. That guy, uh, my guy Amir, he uh, he lives way, way out. He lives about an hour away. Mm-hmm. So he goes uh, to another gym every once in a while and does that. Okay. So that wasn't at your I, – I just seen it was – it said something about Iron City Muay Thai in the post. So I, I figured it was your gym. No. Is there a reason why you won't train him or you don't want to talk about that? Jamie? Uh- no, it's you know what it's the same thing. Like I said, there's just there's no loyalty with with guys out here. Like guys want to train at like seven, eight, ten other gyms, and then come here. I'm like, why am I going to put time into you if you're not going to put time here? You know, or the big thing is guys will come in if they have a fight, but if the other guys on the team have a fight, they won't come in. It's like you know they're loyal to themselves. They're not loyal to the team. They're not loyal to the people that help them get there. So why would I put time into them? And you find that big in the MMA community. It's huge in the MMA community. You know, like the thing is, as much as it's an individual sport, once you're in the ring, in the cage, it's a team sport to get you there. Yes. You know, you don't train on your own to get there. You don't hold pads for yourself. You don't spar with yourself. You know, so if these guys need help, you got to come help them like they help you. But the mentality the MMA guys have, like you said, the diva mentality, they, they only care about themselves. I can relate to that a little bit. Uh, I've been injured for, I don't even know how long now, a long time. I've had two surgeries. Um, I'm formerly, well, I still am affiliated with Zuma Martial Arts in Victoria, BC with Adam Zujak. Yeah. Oh, and I love Adam. He's a, he's, he's like a father to me. He's the probably the greatest man on the planet. But, uh, Whoa, I'm right here. <laughs> I, get, I get phone calls from the guys from Zuma Martial Arts at least three times a week asking me how I am. And I don't ask for that. I don't care that people don't call. But yeah. the people here in Alberta, I don't get a fucking phone call from my coaches, my training partners other than this guy. like Because I, I have to speak to him at least seven times a week. Poor Some, bastard. Sometimes more when I do dumb shit. So, yeah. I, so, I, at least like 38 times a week? Yes. <laughs> more like 38 times a day. But I can relate nice. to what you're saying about the MMA scene. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a team oriented thing anymore. It's a very individual. Funny enough, when I made you the- know, but then but then you have exceptions to the rule, like you said, the Zuma guys. You know, Adams Adams fantastic. Alexi is fantastic. You know, those those guys are great. Alexi comes down and trains with me every once in a while. Yeah, and stuff. Those those guys are great. Those guys are definitely an exception to the rule. All the all the guys at Zuma Martial Arts, so like uh, Nick Dreger, Connor Wood, Diego Wilson, uh, Adam Braidwood, Alexi, all the guys up there, they're all family, and I was a part of that for five yeah. years, and I'm still considered family there, and I'll always be in contact with them. They're just they're great people. Yeah, definitely. Adam and I are going shoe shopping tomorrow. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, would you ever go shopping with this moron? Oh, dude, I don't even like being seen with public in them anywhere. <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed about being this close to him right now. I was surprised you had him in your gym for as long as he was there. Dude, he did, He snuck up. I didn't know he was coming. <laughs> yeah. He showed up at the door. Fucking taking my address off Google Maps. <laughs> was he crying? I did. Yeah. I did almost by, yeah, by, by the end of Saturday, I almost was crying. He's hard. And by the end of Saturday, he means Saturday morning when he got here. Yes. I figured as much. Those are happy tears. I was just so happy to see you after so long. Oh, yeah. It's my pain tears. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys get up to when he was there? What was he? What were you there for? Two days? Yeah, just two days. Did two training sessions Saturday. Then we trained on Saturday night at Jason's bar. He repeatedly punched me in the stomach all night long. 
and then uh, then I went it's home. Tra- offsite training. Oh, yeah, offsite training whenever I wasn't ready. And then Sunday we did some more training. That's when I got to meet uh, meet the the other Irish ass kicker. And then uh, we had breakfast. Hey, we had breakfast out at that. Oh, the elbow room. The elbow room where they just where they're all all gay and they just make fun of you and shit talk you the entire time. That was good. That was funny. Felt like home. Felt yeah. I felt right Luke at being home. gay and me shit talking people felt like home. <laughs> I did hear a story from this thing where Luke got a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, only because the waiter would stop talking to him. He wanted the waiter to come back and be only with him, but the guy had to serve other tables. Well, I heard something about maybe it was the host or something had asked a question about when you guys had started dating, and Luke was like, no, we're not a couple, and got all freaked out. Well, yeah, well, I think he freaked out because I admitted that I could do better. That makes sense. Yeah, see? I'm, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so what Mission is, accomplished. What is the kickboxing scene right now like in uh, in Vancouver? Is it is it any good, or are you guys having to travel a lot? It's absolute garbage. Okay. The, 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 the kickboxing scene, the whole fight scene, in my opinion, is whatever. You know, they have Battlefield. Uh, they have a couple for MMA. They have a couple guys that got into the UFC. Uh, Jeremy Kennedy's actually doing well in the UFC right now, but you know, they had Matt Dwyer and stuff. They have, um, Arjun Buller who just got signed, but the guys are so hand fed out here. Like it's always the same 16 guys fighting each other, you know? So it's, it's hard to get, you know, a real read on how good they are until they get somewhere. Uh, for kickboxing, the commission out here is a joke. Like they allow pro like like blatantly pro fighters to come back and fight amateurs for amateur titles. Um, I got a call from the commission about a fight show that happened here. And they're like, what about this person? I'm like, that person's a pro. Like it straight up says on their website, they're pro record. And the commission still let them fight as an amateur uh, for an amateur Canadian title. And this fighter who's a pro is all bragging now that, that she's a Canadian champ. And stuff. I try and like distance myself from the fight scene out here at all. Uh, we tried to get in with the commission with Muay Thai Canada, and uh, the commission just wants no part of Muay Thai right now. They want no part of like prop any proper rule set. Mm-hmm. So, so we have a, we have a lot of guys that are in the kickboxing scene here that continue to fight amateur when they should be pro. See, that one, that's one thing, fighting when you should be pro. These people are actual pro. Yeah. Like, these people have fought on, like, big pro promotions that fight amateur. Like, it's one thing It's one thing that if you're good enough and, like, get over it, turn pro. But these people have already actually been paid for a lot of fights. They've actually, you know, fought for pro titles, fought on pro cards, and they're still fighting amateur. We got guys here, it's so bad that will go into tournaments that have fought in the ring just because they want a trophy. Well, we all know what trophies are. (laughs) So, so I'm guessing you guys are traveling then. Like, are you going to the States to do most of your guys fights? Uh, we'll go wherever we'll travel wherever, you know, like going to Calgary, you know, shows where they actually know what they're doing. We'll go down to the States. Like I said, I got a couple guys fighting in San Francisco, uh, at the end of August, so yeah, we'll go wherever. Hmm. Right, do you have Japan? Any... Taking you guys to Japan. And... Do you have any aspirations to get back in there and do it one more time? Uh, you know what? Honestly, no. No. Uh, I'd I'd love to fight. I miss fighting, but right, I've done what I wanted to do. I've actually done more than I wanted to do. Now I'd rather take guys, take my guys to fight, and that's why I take guys. You know, I took one guy to the worlds a couple of years ago with five fights and he ended up winning a silver medal. He had four fights in five days, Jesus. you know, just exposing my guys to what's out there. That is so much more than this BC bubble. Yeah. So when you're cornering guys, do you get more nervous in the corner than you would actually be if you were in the fight? Nah, no, not at all. I like, always... Cause I know by the time they get there, everyone can lose yeah. and everyone's going to lose. 
right? But by the time they get there, I know that they're the most prepared that they could be. So, you know, it's kind of late to be nervous. I'm always shitting my pants when one of one of the guys I've helped train is getting in there to do it, and I just I can't just jump in there and do it for him. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I just I like to give my guys the experience I had, you know. Yeah. So I like to overmatch my guys. I like to put them in there, you know, push them a little bit. I went through it, so you know I don't feel I don't feel nervous putting them through it because I believe in what they can do and I believe in how they put their training in. See, that's what people should be saying, like coaches should be saying is they want to put their guys in against better guys so that they can actually get something out of the fight instead of hand feeding people cupcakes all the time. And then you're 10 and 0, and then you get fucked up by some guy that's six and five. Well, that that's exactly it. Like I said, I tell my guys all the time, I'm like, I'll never put them in, in a fight that they can't win. Right. They're not always going to win. Everyone loses, but I'll never put them in a fight where I don't believe they can win. If they lose, they lose. It's part of the game. So we're we're trying to get Luke some better fights. Like we've been fucking around with these cage fights for too long, and they're stupid. Like they, how, how's that, how's that fight with his weight going? Well, I don't know. I think we, he might be going up to two hundred five. <laughs> Dude, all he's got to do is shave his back, and he's right down to one sixty five. So let's let's get something. Two hundred five this morning. Yeah, I, fucking I'm, bullshit. You are. I am. Let's get something straight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Luke goes to the salon and gets his back waxed. Well, for my guys, we we used to go do mani pedis before the fights. See, I can respect that, but get your, you got to look good. Yeah, you got to look good, but getting your back waxed. Come on, man. It's, I'm hairy, man. It's way better. It's like a little bit of pain. It's not like shaving it with a razor and like whatever. So you wax your back while well, you won't trim your bush. My bush is trimmed. It's not what I heard. <laughs> Trimmed. It's short. Uh, dude, I just ate. There's no need for this right now. Was what? it McDonald's? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Burger what'd, King. What'd you eat? Uh, what did I eat? What did I eat? What the fuck did I eat? Oh, I had a couple eggs. That's how good was it like, was. Didn't remember. Yeah, a couple boiled eggs. Nice. How many times have you been to that elbow room since since I was there? Have you went back? That, that was actually the first and only. That was the only time I've ever been there. You've never taken anybody back there. Who am I going to take? I don't know. Take a girl there on a date. See see what her comfort level. Well, I did, like. and then you went home. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. No, we had breakfast the next day too. Denny's oh, yeah. or whatever, wherever we ate. Oh, we no, I hop. Or something. If I ever come back to Vancouver, you and I are going there because I think we'll have fun. Nice. Could you leave that one at home? One hundred percent. Assholes. Done. Cool. It's a it's a date, and you know what? I'm comfortable enough with myself that I'll play the gay shit. And this time, I'm not going to say I could do better because I can. Man, you see a beard like this coming down the street? It's a, you got to take two looks at it. Jason's been exactly. growing his beard for five years already. Look at that thing. It's filled <laughs> right in. It looks awesome. Really? Why don't you take off your shirt there, back hair? <laughs> I recently had it shaved when I shaved my head. Oh, when you were getting ready for your fight? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't happen. Son of a bitch. Why does everybody hate you? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's your face. <laughs> they know them. Exactly. Like, could you imagine I got to put up with this fucking every day of the week? He's moving to Saskatchewan because of it. Who is? By choice? Yeah, I got uh I got I got a couple cool things going on in life right now and the the opportunity to get stuff a little bit cheaper that I need to fulfill that there is is better. Plus they got a really good boxing gym where I'm going to. And I, I would like to I'd like to get back in there and fulfill my four fight contract, which would be nice. Who who's your contract with? Dakota. Oh. I, I would like to I would like to do that because there's a lot of money up. There's well, I, not a lot of money. Like it's not Conor McGregor money or anything like that. But for for my level and where 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 so it's you're at. Going to the MMA guy for money. Yeah, fuck MMA. It's, MMA wrecked my body. MMA is wrecking everything. 
I have to agree with that right now. Um, I th- I feel the UFC has oversaturated the market on all combat sports. Well, in my in my opinion, too, with the new owners coming in and giving all these interim titles and this title and that title, it's getting to the point where who gives a shit? Well, let's be real. Like, if the Fertitas were still in charge of the UFC, we would have had probably Chris Cyborg versus Holly Holm for that title, for that 145-pound women's title. Conor McGregor probably would have defended that lightweight title by now because they would have gave him the money he wanted. And then we wouldn't have Jose Aldo versus Max Holloway, which was a dumb fight to begin with because they just gifted Aldo that title. Yeah, exactly. Like, at, least, at least Holloway earned as much as you can that interim title. Well, he was the real, in my opinion, he was the, he was the real champion in that fight. Yes, oh, 100%. 100%. Like, what was he on? But I don't, I don't agree with the Holly-Cyborg thing. You don't think that fight would have happened? Uh, Cyborg was injured. That's why. That's why she didn't fight for the title. She was injured. Did you watch that fight between Durandamine and Holly Holm? Yeah. Who do you think? I'm a won big that fan fight? of Durandamine. I've been a big fan of Durandamine for a long time. I think she's fantastic. I don't think she won the fight. Um. I don't think she lost it. I don't. I don't think, think it was super decisive, but I don't think she lost the fight. I don't. I don't think there should have been a winner. I thought. I thought it was a draw. Yeah, I could see that. But the thing is, too, you got two girls that haven't fought at that weight. Durandamine hasn't fought at 145 in six years. Holly Holm hasn't fought at 145 in, like, five years. Yeah. And those are the two girls you're giving the title to. You know, and now everyone's ragging on Durandamine because she doesn't want to fight Cyborg. But she said before she didn't want to fight even Cyborg at 140 because she wanted to keep her eyes on the prize at 135. And now everyone's ragging on her. But she took the 145 title because it was a fight there. Name one person that wants to fight Cyborg. I don't want to fight Cyborg. Well, no, she's a very handsome woman. But she's terrifying. But it, you know, it's not. It's not only that she's terrifying, but you know, she's a proven cheater. You know, she's. You know, what's what's the point? Well, at the end of the day, there's no point. Like. Whether the fight's in Brazil or not, I feel that there's probably going to be some underlying issue that's going to happen behind the scenes, whether it's three months before they get tested by USADA yeah. or if it's six weeks and she pops. But well, That's the point. What's yeah. the point of signing to fight it? Then it's never going to happen. You just wasted all that time and energy. At the end of the day, though, she's very talented. She She is talented, but how much, you know, how much can she do if she's clean? That uh, with the amount of fights and how long she's been in the sport, it would be interesting to see if there was somebody there that could monitor her, like monitor her for the whole fight camp, and make sure that she's not doing anything and what the end result would be. Well, that's the thing is, do you think do you think that she could actually go through a whole camp and have no issues? I don't think she'd make one hundred and forty five pounds. Well, no. See, I heard that they got her a dietitian after her first fight at 140 because she had such a hard time cutting weight, and like she was almost killing herself in that uh, documentary they put up. Yeah, and it's like, why? What's the point? Like, I watched that. I felt really bad for her. I thought she was gonna die. Um, I didn't feel bad for her, but yeah, I thought she was gonna die. But you laughed at me when I was crying in the bathtub. <laughs> Did he tell you that story? No. Oh. So Luke was getting ready to fight uh, Markel Wedderburn uh, for Havoc. And uh, he's an idiot, and he was cheating on his diet, and he was 20 pounds. He had to cut 20 pounds. So I had to basically bring him to the brink of death to get him to weigh in. So we're in the, the first night, we're in the bathtub. Well, we, we are not in the bathtub. He's in the bathtub. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this shit got weird. And, uh, He's in there, and we're maybe a half an hour in, and he's and he's whimpering. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so I look at him. He's like, he puts the towel over his face. He's like, I can't do it. I'm like, fucking for real? We haven't even lost six pounds yet. You better suck it up, princess, because we got another 15 to go. Oh. 
But see, in in my opinion, that's a, that's a big issue with you know MMA as well and and stuff. Even well, even the fight scene here in in North America, when you fight twice a year, you know it's hard to maintain. If we had a busier, well, MMA guys don't do it, but if we had a busier um, like circuit, for example, or it was easier for us to get fights, you stay closer to your weight the whole time. It's yeah. easy if you're fighting every three weeks, every four weeks, every five weeks, then it's easy. But when you're fighting every six months, you know, that's why these guys kill themselves, in my opinion. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I made a decision is if I can come back and fight, I'm fighting at 220 pounds, catch weight. I don't want to cut weight. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't feel good. Like, I have no problem doing a diet. A diet is fine. Like if I'm walking around, well, th- well, that's exactly it. If you if you diet properly, you know what do you got to cut five pounds if that, exactly. and you do that like twenty four hours in advance. Yeah, I would just I probably would stop eating, maybe go for a run, and then weigh in. Yep, exactly. I'm not I'm not dying. I feel great the next day. Like there's yeah. something to be said for that. I don't mind fighting a bigger guy that's going to cut weight if I'm not cutting weight. I don't mind it. Yeah. That's the thing. As long as you know what you're getting yourself into, that who cares? You know, like, and you have enough experience. Okay, you're okay with that. Yeah. Right. It's just like I'm trying to talk him into going to 205. Like, if he can walk around at 215 regular, not on a diet, we put him on a diet for two months. He drops down to like let's say 207. He goes for a run in the morning, a weigh-ins, and we weigh in at 205. It's an easy day. I'd like to see him walking around regular. <laughs> What's that? He just wants to see you walking around just being regular. Oh, just being a regular person. Oh. Sorry, I got work issues here again. So when, uh. whenever Luke comes in to do the podcast, because he did, literally doesn't do fuck all the, for the show. He doesn't know how noticed. To, he doesn't know how to turn the computer on. He doesn't know how to hit record. <laughs> he doesn't know how to operate Skype. So he comes in, and he's, all he has to do is talk. But he's on his phone. I know he's texting me. Dick pics. <laughs> he's like, I feel uncomfortable with this much good looking. That's exactly. what he said to me. Well, no, it's weird. My ex-wife is texting me about the kids and the, and uh, getting them. I'm like, it's not even my day. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's just confusing me. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought it was actually going to be Chad because he wants to call in and talk to you. So that's why I was actually checking my phone today. Yeah. He's, he's got some questions better for not you. Chad. He's going to fold you. You do not let Chad anywhere near this podcast. Why not? Are you worried he's going to say something? I trust Chad as far as I can throw you. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So who are some of the top guys that you have in your gym right now? Um, You know, I got that Steven kid, the Irish kid. He, uh, the one that uh, dipshit over there trained with while he was out here. Kid's really good. He, um... He's been in and out with a few injuries lately. Just had a huge hernia operation. Uh, so he's just coming back. Actually, the day that Luke was training with him was one of the first days he's kicked in in like a couple months. So uh, he's coming back, trying to get him out in, in uh, San Francisco. Then I got this other kid, Ollie McKiernan. Uh, he's actually fighting out in San Fran. Then I'm taking him to the trials in November. Um, yeah, you know, like a lot of my guys are students. So my fight team kind of, you know, comes and goes. They're busy with school, don't train so much. Uh, yeah. A few guys to watch then. Um, is there, like, for these fights in San Francisco, will there be a live stream or somewhere that we can watch it? I think so. I'm talking to the promoter right now. It's called, uh, what is it, Worldwind? Worldwind Fight League or something like that, uh, which is really good. It's another, it's a former fighter who's doing it. Okay. Uh, the guy's based out of uh, El Nino Training Center with Gilbert Melendez and Johnson and yeah. uh, Wooden Man. So he's based out of there. He's putting on the show. So, you know, it'll be a good show. Someone who actually knows what they're doing with fighters. It should be run proper then. We've been running yeah. into, like, tell us about some of your experiences with promoters because we're running into some promoters right now that are, and it's been notorious in combat sports since the beginning of time that are just sleazeballs. Ah, man. Um, A lot of the promoters I've dealt with, I haven't really had a bad experience with them. I've had more, like, out here, for example, I've had 
more bad experience with the commission than I've had with the okay. like the particular promoters because the commission tells you what to do, right? You know, it's not the fighters that or it's not the promoters that choose, you know, this stuff. It's not whatever, it's the commission. So I would hear it's more the commission than the promoters. Well promoter would still put um, that I, fight the best promoter I've ever dealt with I with Scott Coker though. He's the best promoter I've ever dealt with. Everybody says that that Scott Coker's the best. He, I fought with him. I fought on a few Strike Force shows. Like a lot of people don't know, Strike Force used to be all kickboxing and Muay Thai before it went to MMA. And uh, I main evented. I believe it was the very last Strike Force kickboxing show. Huh. And yeah, dealing with Scott was just amazing. It was walk in the park. So from what I understand, like they take care of you as soon as you get off the plane until you get back on the plane. Well, it's not only that, like they, like they take care of you when you're not fighting. Like they'll call to see how you're doing, see how your training's going, see what's up. And just, just genuine guys, just real guys that understand, you know, without the fighters, the promotion doesn't happen. Like you fought for strike force, right? One time. Did they yeah. treat you good? Yeah. Or they knew you were a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was an amateur yeah, fight. Well. It was an amateur fight. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's always good to to know that there's like there is some good guys out there as opposed to the amount of fucking assholes that there is. Like, we just got done dealing with Luke's canceled fight for Havoc. But, like, yeah. that was nobody's fault other than the co-promoter. So, yeah, what happened? I don't even know what happened with that one. So from what I understand is, because uh, I, I kind of work for Havoc. I do their website and stuff like that. So I'm trying to get updates on the fight card, and I have no fucking idea what's going on with the fight card because, like, Havoc didn't know. So oh, the, shit. The original agreement was that Havoc and Z Promotions from Medicine Hat were going to co-promote a show. Yeah. So this piece of shit from Z Promotions claims that he can get these ex-UFC fighters to come in and, yeah, we're going to put on a big show. I'll cover the I'll cover the purses. I'll cover the promotion, like the, the TV deal. And you yeah. guys just put on the rest of the show and we'll co-promote it. And that Z Promotions would take the money from the pay-per-view. Yeah. So when it comes down to crunch time to get all these UFC guys and for this Z Promotions guy to make the fight card, he stops answering his phone. And he, he just doesn't come through on the deal. So Jesse Fox. They just had a show last weekend. Right? And I'll explain that show here in a minute. So Jesse Fox is going and he's scrambling to put these fights together. So we had Dustin Joyson versus Grayson Walls for the heavyweight title. That fight got okay. scrapped because something happened to with Grayson. I think it had something to do with the floods in Kelowna. Uh, we had Austin Ryan versus Corey Grower. That fight uh, was a go. I don't. I heard a rumor that somebody was going to pull out of that fight. We had Luke Spicer versus Matt Krako for the kickboxing title, and that we had a bunch of fights, and then five fights fell through. So we only had five fights left on the card. Uh, four of them were amateur. So, uh. and then ticket sales were going bad. But so what? What I believe had happened was that this Z Promotions guy was was making these phone calls to get these ex-UFC fighters to come fight for him on the Z Promotions card. And, he, like, he took Dustin Joyson from the Havoc card and put him on the Z Promotions card. Oh, shit. But he got fucked because the light heavyweight title, Steve Roy was supposed to, supposed to fight some guy. That guy didn't even show up. And then Joe Riggs was supposed to fight Ryan Mahan for the middleweight title. Which is Ryan's belt. Yeah. Which is what which is Ryan's belt. And uh so they call Ryan's prom, or Ryan's manager the Friday before the fight. So a week out they pull the card or they pull the fight. Two days later they announced that Joe Riggs is gonna fight Dennis Hallman for that title. Yeah, yeah, because I saw it. I saw that he was fighting Holman. Yeah. Dennis Holman doesn't show up to weigh-ins because he's not going to make weight. Oh, shit. So the smart thing for Steve Roy and Joe Riggs was is they cut the weight, they made the weight, and now he's got to pay him, but nobody's fighting. Yeah. So the main event of that card was Matt McGrath versus some guy, and uh, I guess Matt McGrath got beat. 
but the rest of the card was bullshit. Wow. So yeah, I didn't. I don't even know. All I know is that um, the ring announcer for BFL, Ryan Ventura, he goes out and does the ring announcing for those guys in Medicine Hat. Uh, so the only thing I know is what I was following on his Instagram and his Facebook. So on top of that, they call me and they want me to hook them up with Robin Black to commentate their card. Yeah. So I call Robin and I say, Robin, this guy's going to call you to commentate the card. Robin's in. So the Z Promotions guy calls him. They they make a deal. Calls him a week later. Fires him. Goes out and hires the Ballantine brothers. Fires the Ballantine brothers the next day. Calls Robin back. Says, yeah, we'll do it with you. And then uh, maybe a week later, calls Robin back. Fires him. Hires John Ramdean to commentate it with uh, one of the Ballantine brothers. So I'm like, this is a fucking shit show. Wow. So th- this is the kind of crap that we have going on out here in Alberta in the MMA in the MMA world. Um, from what I understand, Unified runs a good show. Um, I know Havoc runs a good show when they can get a show to go. But yeah, it's it's a shit show where everybody's trying to undercut everybody. You know, that's I think honestly I think that's the problem. Like I said, with MMA ruining everything, because now all of a sudden everyone's an MMA promoter. You know, just like out here, everyone teaches MMA now. And it's like, shut up. Like, you know, but the big thing out here is all these MMA guys that teach Muay Thai. Mm -hmm. It's like they don't know Muay Thai. They're MMA guys, but they're teaching Muay Thai. I'm like, dude, I eat all day. I'm not a chef. Yeah. Like, they're two totally different things. So I actually went on a rant a couple podcasts ago about people opening up gyms and not being qualified to do these things. Oh, huge. Like there, there's a ton that's, of them. That's huge in Vancouver. Like, let's not kid ourselves. The jiu-jitsu out in Vancouver, from what I hear, is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, the guys out here are phenomenal. You know, there's a couple really, really good kickboxing gyms. Like, really good kickboxing gyms. Uh, but, yeah, that's about it. Like, I would it's say. It's a lot of under, under-educated, under-developed uh, guys teaching. Well, what was the other gym, MK something, that's there uh, for kickboxing? Shit, I can't remember. Now. The best kickboxing gym in like in the greater Vancouver area would be WKX. That's it, yeah. And they're still yeah. going strong? Yeah, they're still doing really well. Um, Josh, Josh is fighting. Uh, he's a semi-main event for the Glory in New York oh, nice. next month. He's doing he's doing really, really well. He's killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're train they're training a lot of MMA guys. Oh, see if you in my opinion in BC there's two gyms that are the best all around gyms for MMA. Uh, number one would be Zuma Martial Arts. Number percent. Number two is probably Toshido with David Leah. Yep, yep. They're they're killing it too. Like the thing is, is they're they're proven gyms. Yeah. You know that's the other issue with Vancouver. Like that, I find like you go to any gym in Vancouver that has fighters, and they haven't cultivated any of those fighters. It's fighters that come from other gyms, and they're putting their tag on it, like, "Oh, this is my fighter." It's like, shut the fuck up! You didn't do shit for this guy. You know, like, you, okay, he trains with you now, but he had twenty fights with his other trainer. He had five fights with his other trainer. It's like, you know, you can't take full credit for this guy. Yeah. You know, whereas there's a, there is a couple of gyms out here that have built guys from nothing, and I have the utmost respect for them. You know, where you look at their fighters, and their fighters come up through them, through their style, and they do well. You know, win or lose, they're cultivating their own fighters. Yeah. But, the like, a lot of the big, big gyms, quote-unquote, out here are, you know, guys just stealing other fighters or, you know, poaching other fighters or other fighters have a loss at their gym, so they'll go to this gym. You know, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, this is my fighter. It's like, well, no, dude, he had all this experience when he came to you. Yeah. So, so a lot it, it's funny. It makes me laugh. A lot of these guys that they go out and they start looking for gyms are like, oh, well, the coach never fought. I'm like, well, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? If you look at some of the greatest coaches on the planet, they've never fought. They're students. Like you look at a guy like Adam, um, you look at a guy like Adam Zujek, like he's never fought. 
he's had like obviously BJJ yeah. matches and stuff like that, but he's a student. Like he, yeah, he has MMA guys. He's got kickboxers. He's got boxers. Like he has a a world champion boxer right now. Yeah, like he's a student of the game. Like he studies it. That's his full time job. Like Greg Jackson. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he's ever fought. Uh, a ba- um, I don't think Greg is, but Winkle John, Winkle John was a phenomenal fighter yes. with a gas tank like nobody's business. Yep. Uh, Faraz Sahabi, I don't know if he's fought a ton. Maybe kickboxing. Yeah. Okay, but but with Faraz, how many guys has Faraz built from nothing? Uh, that's true. Right. Yeah. And again, look at look at look at how Faraz train changed Rory's style. Yeah. You know, look at look at how Rory was with Daly. Daly, uh, he did that whole he did that whole camp uh, with David, and he looked phenomenal. Like went out there and fought. Like has, he looked good. Has David fought? No, no, no. Uh, with Rory, just fought Paul Daly. Yeah, I was asking if his coach David had has fought in the past. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Just a, a lot of the like a lot of guys that I've run into, they want like their coaches to have like seven hundred fights. So it's just it doesn't happen unless you're named Jason Fenton. Yeah. Like, see, I don't, I don't agree with you know having to fight or even being the best fighter. Yeah. Right, because the thing is, just because I can teach you to do something from you, a good trainer will be able to teach you something that they even they can't do. Yeah. But they understand the mechanics of it and they can break it down for you. Yeah. Right, so even being the best fighter, but the problem I have is guys like, oh, I went to Thailand for a month, now I'm going to teach, or oh, I watch it on YouTube, so I'm going to teach. It's like really. So let me ask you a question then. Uh, there's a lot of these guys that they'll go over to Thailand and they'll do a fight camp, right? Oh. So they'll go over there for a month and they they come back and they're like, oh, well, I'm that much better. Like, well, you're that much better in front of the mirror. Let me punch you in the face first and and see if you remember what's going on. Like, I feel that a lot of these repetitions need to be, like, years. Well, and the thing the thing is, honestly, I don't, I don't believe in, you know, people trying to go to the biggest camp with the best name or the best Facebook group or this and that because not everybody knows like. Different different trainers work better with different people. Yeah. You know, you see guys with gyms that are like nothing, not known, but some of their fighters are the best fighters in the world because they click, yeah. they get along, right? You know, so many guys go to Thailand think, oh, okay, I went to Thailand, I know what I'm doing. It's like, so you went there for a month, they took your money. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not, it's becoming so Americanized now that it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't mean what it used to mean. You know, going to Thailand back in the day, you know, then it meant something. Going there now, look at all the, a lot of gyms in Phuket are owned by guys from the States. Yeah. You know, Tiger is pretty much an MMA gym now. You know, you got Phuket Top Team, you got AKA. So, what, like, what? why go there? So, what is with the the big thing of American people going over to, is it just a money grab? Like, um, it's, I personally, I think it is, but who doesn't want to live in a beautiful place like that? I guess. You know, because really it's all 90% of their clients are foreigners. Yeah. You know, it's like everyone wants to go to a resort to train. So, but you know, in my opinion, in my opinion, going, going to Thailand to train MMA is the equivalent of going to Brazil to play hockey. Well, why, right? There's why? so many good gyms in North America with proper guys, or even Singapore. Yeah. And at Evolve, like proven guys. Why? Why? But people go because they want that holiday. They want that vacation. Well, they want, they want that, that sun. They want that stamp to, to come back to say, I went to Thailand. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like that, that's huge. Or guys it's, guys it's come back stupid. that have fought in Thailand. It's like, okay, you fought in Thailand. You're 7 0 in Thailand. You come back to North America and you can't win a fight. What does that say about the quality of guys you were fighting in Thailand? Yeah. Well, we know a guy that just went over to Thailand and uh, he did some training for two months and took a Thai fight. But I watched this fight and it was fucking terrible. And the punch that... No, but that's what I mean. Like for, for Muay Thai, guys that go there and fight, 
it's not it's not like it used to be. Now you see mm. in like like Phuket, for example, there's all foreigners on the card. Like it's yeah. it's very easy to go there and fight now. It's not it's not like it was because everyone wants to say, oh, we trained this foreigner to beat a tie. We made you know we made this foreigner that good. Yeah. But then that foreigner goes back to wherever they're from and they can't win a fight. But they also like, I mean, they're still, is it still like that there with a ranking system? I mean, obviously you fight in the bars and some of these small stadiums, but there's still some big, you're not, you're not going there as a foreigner and fighting in some of these huge stadiums that, that mean something to have a stadium title. Or, so there's Raj Damnern, Lumpini, Channel 7 from here, but, or Omnoy, but you know, even now you see foreigners, they're like, oh, I fought in Lumpini. Yeah. It's like, okay, you fought on Saturday afternoon when there was three people there. Yeah. You know, you're not fighting the main card. You know, you're not fighting on the main card against a top tie. You know, you're a filler a filler card that has nothing. And you know what? It's good for them that they're going to fight. You know, it's good for them they're fulfilling their dream. But be real with yourself and be real when you talk to people. Don't, you know, don't make it seem like you went there and you've done all this. Yeah. Like some of the best Muay Thai that's going on right now is in Vegas. No, God, no. Well, with fights happening, not being trained there. Like no, my- the, the the problem, the problem with that is, like honestly, some of the best stuff going on right now is in France. Okay, France is probably the second best outside of Thailand, but to France and Japan as well. Actually, like the problem with Vegas is. Um, you know, there's a lot of untapped American talent that they're just not going. You know, they're bringing in some big name guys, but they're bringing in guys that the average person doesn't know. Yeah. You know, so how are you going to build a brand if you're not bringing in guys that people know, guys that you know people can get behind? Yeah. Right. Sure, it's an exciting fight, but they're not going to come back. Like, like the last lion fight, Lordzilla oh. has had over 300 fights. He fought a guy that was four and one in MMA with no kickboxing, no Muay Thai experience. Oh I'm like, God. are you fucking kidding me? You see that fight? Pardon? You wa- Did you watch the fight? I saw more of it than the guy Godzilla was fighting. Saw. Holy fuck! That terrifying. Guy beating. <laughs> like, 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 and Godzilla was playing with him. Well, like, how, like, I don't understand how the commission can sanction that fight. Yeah. You know, and it, it goes, it's same, same with this whole stupid Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather thing. How, how, is, how is any commission going to sanction that? How do you sanction a guy that's 0-0 in boxing to fight a guy that's 49-0? It doesn't make sense, not unless they're going to take all combat sports into consideration. But then they're... But not only does it not make sense, but they, they pass, how long ago, you're a boxer, how long ago... Did they pass the Ali Act? Long enough. And that specifically talks about mismatches. Yes. It's a fucking guy that's 0-0. Yeah. Like, how is that not a mismatch? Like, the Ali Act, and they're trying to bring it into MMA to save some of these harsh mismatches. But that's the epitome of the Ali Act right there. That's the epitome of why they brought this act in to stop stuff like this. Unfortunately, which the, I don't think it's going to happen anyway, personally. But un- unfortunately, in the sport of boxing, money talks. Money talks, but it's going to set a very bad precedent. It you know, same is. as when CM Punk had his had yeah. his debut in yeah. the UFC. Where did he fight? Ohio or Idaho? Ohio, I think it was. Yeah. In Ohio, you technically can't fight pro unless you've had three amateur fights. Yeah. So they had to bend the rules, break the rules to let him fight, and look what happened. That sets a very bad precedent for everyone coming up, and that's why you have shitbag promoters because they see that you can get away with stuff like that. Well, they're not now. held to the standards that they're supposed to be held to. It happens now on the smaller shows, right? Like it's happening all the time. There's all these like yeah. new new guys switching over. I mean, I get it. Like you know, if if you're if you're smaller and you've had a bunch of MMA fights and you're you're you know you're you're gonna turn to boxing or kickboxing or or vice versa and bounce around, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, you know, more and more stuff is happening, and then they're they're promoting it like it's McGregor versus 
versus uh, uh, Mayweather, and it's like it's not. It's just some guy that's had a bunch of boxing fights now fighting a a, a kickboxer or MMA guy fighting yep. a kickboxer in kickboxing matches. So he's having a kickboxing match. Big fucking deal. It doesn't mean he's like it's nothing more than that. And but they're trying to yeah like, bring in bring in these bigger things, and it's like oh man, it's not even close to the same thing. You know, look at Holly Holm. Holly Holm started off as kickboxing, went to boxing went to MMA, like, this This is not original shit. No. no. You know, it's not stuff that hasn't been done before. Overeem was fighting K1 and MMA. Mark Hunt was fighting K1 and MMA. Like, this is not, it's not anything that's never been done before. No. Ray Mercer knocked out Tim Sylvia in an MMA match. Like. Well, James Tony came over and fought Randy Couture, got his ass beat, but still. Well, let's not kid ourselves. Tony was like 800 pounds past his prime. Yeah, yeah I think he was about 55 too, but... Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day... He also this is... just won a world title and retired. Yeah, at the end of the day, though, this has already happened. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's nothing new. It's not... You know, the only thing really that's new is, you know, I can even get behind more so uh, Ray Mercer fighting a Sylvia because yeah. Sylvia's only had like 16 fights. You know, in MMA or, uh, you know, even a James Tony fighting a Randy Couture, even though Randy Couture was obviously one of the best heavyweights at the time, like the yeah. best in the UFC, he still only had 17 or 18 fights. I can get behind that. Yeah. But 49 and O against O and O, that's just bullshit. I'm still going to watch it if it happens. Though. Yeah. <laughs> you no, will, I'm totally you not going to watch it. That's a lot. You're not. <laughs> you will watch not it. Not at all, dude. Not at all. Really? Uh, Not. I wouldn't even illegally stream that shit. That's how much I don't want to watch it. Hmm. What would you do if Conor McGregor knocked him out, though? See, I'm. I would laugh my ass off. Exactly. I would laugh my ass off. Yeah. From here, see, that's the thing is, I'm not. I'm not really a fan of either one, but I don't dislike either one. Yeah. I dislike the thought. Of an O and O guy fighting a fifty and O guy, I dislike the thought of an O and O guy thinking that he's worth thirty, forty, fifty, seventy million when these guys that work their ass off their whole career are getting paid like twenty, thirty grand a box. Yeah, so I think the only way, like, the only way Floyd Mayweather would ever take this fight is if it's in boxing. Like, if it's a kickboxing fight, oh, no, Conor, first hundred percent, Conor McGregor will kill him. If it's an MMA fight, yeah. Conor will kill him. But in a, it's yeah. like at the end of the day, if it's a fight, if this is a real fight, Conor McGregor beats his ass. But if it's a boxing yeah, for match, sure, for sure, it's way different. It's only hands. You know now. Now Lomachenko is talking about potentially going to MMA as well. Good, come on over. Like, but Loma, the difference is, is Lomachenko has actually done grappling tournaments, yeah. and Lomachenko also actually has a wrestling background. I think he'd be fantastic. He's got movement. He's got good hands. He's got wrestling. Go do do your thing. It would it would break my heart. <laughs> it would still break my heart. I'm not a giant Lomachenko fan. Um, I'm more of I like a. See, I, I, I'm a. I like him, but I'm not go out of my way to no. you know go out and watch his fights. I like watching him fight. He's entertaining. Yeah. But I'm not a go out of my way to watch him fight guy. I like Triple G. He's my guy. Oh, 100%. He's going to murk Canelo. Yes. Triple G, I, and I like uh, Kovalev. He's fun to watch, too. I, I hope Kovalev takes it this weekend. I hope he does. I, we won't be watching that fight, unfortunately. Nope. But We're going to be uh, watching our boy Cam O'Connell fight uh, Tony Lewis out in uh, Cornwall. they got a live stream happening. Is it, is it streaming somewhere? It, it, they have yeah. a, they have a, a pay-per-view thing online i shared it the other day i can i'll text you the link yeah because yeah they're fighting on saturday night i think it shows at six o'clock here so it'd be five o'clock your time yeah because it's so far because it's dude that, that'll still be that'll still give me enough time to watch g g won't fight till like nine o'clock my time oh or, uh, uh kovalev yeah 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 the yeah, kovalev yeah. fight probably won't even be till nine o'clock my time so that's a ton of time yeah and the day before that we're we'll be in edmonton covering the ko boxing show where our our guy, uh, Adam the Boogeyman Braidwood, will be fighting Tim Hag in a boxing match. So this is another boxing Ooh. crossover, right? That's Yeah, I was going to say that. Actually, I'm 
I'm a little more interested in that one. Yeah. But Tim Hag has had some boxing fights, though. He's two and one, yeah. right? Or one and two, or what is he? He's one and two, but I wouldn't call them boxing fights. Yeah. Like, one of them is super boxing where you could take the guy down. Oh. Like, what the fuck is that? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Lee Mean had put it on in uh, Rumble in oh, the Cage. Oh, shit. Okay. That's the one that just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's, a, it's an interesting fight because they're heavyweights. Like, yeah, one shot ends it if you're a heavyweight. So they both have a chance. We're we'll obviously be pulling for for our guy Adam Braidwood, but it's going to be a fun fight to watch. Yeah, that'll be an exciting one. For sure. Yeah. All right, Jason, let's get you out of here. We're up at the hour mark, so uh, tell everybody where they can find you, where your gym is, uh, social media, and all that shit. Great. Um, yeah, out in Vancouver, right on East Broadway. Um, address five five zero East Broadway. Um, my Instagram, my Twitter is everything is Iron City MT, as in Muay Thai, at either uh, at Twitter or at Instagram. Uh, Facebook, I got a page, a group, all over the place. All right, man. We appreciate you coming on. We had a ton of fun. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. It was great. This is the quietest Luke's been. I love it. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast again today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh... Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. So if you guys head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash spice, you get uh, yourself a free ebook credit as well as a 30-day free trial of audible.com. Download anything. They they got all sorts of books, fiction, fact, everything, 180,000 different selections of book titles. They're releasing new titles every month. So check them out and have a book from us. Shoot us a call and let us know what book you downloaded. We're also brought to you by Dragon Mist. So if you guys go to www.wickeddragonmist.com and enter the promo code MISSSPICE, you'll have a 30% discount, or you can visit them in their three retail locations, Bower Mall in Red Deer, Alberta, the West Edmonton Mall, and the Kingsway Mall in Edmonton, Alberta. And we're brought to you by Wicked Alternative Body Fashion. So if you guys go to www.wickedbodyjewelry.ca, Use the promo code Wicked Spice. You'll save 30% on your purchase there. Or you can visit them in their three retail locations in the Bower Mall, the West Edmonton Mall, and the Kingsway Mall in Edmonton, Alberta. We're also brought to you by Balanced Nutrition. Food prep made easy. So head on over to Balanced Nutrition on Facebook and uh, enter the promo code SPICE10. Receive 10% off uh, 10 meals or more and uh, check them out. Have some easy made cooking. That's balanced nutrition, meal prep made easy.